An abundance mindset is about trusting that everything you need will flow towards you and that there is enough, more than enough to go around. The society we live in is really based upon an inherent lack And we're kind of taught and brainwashed to think that there's not enough to go around so that we have to be in constant competition with other people. This is where like all systems of oppression come from is that like if someone has something, that means we can't have it. So by doing this work, we're not only giving ourselves an enriched, beautiful, enhanced life, we're also dismantling systems of oppression and we are always here for that. Why do we talk about abundance mindset in cancer season? Cancer is actually the sign that's most associated with money. I know a lot of people think it's like Taurus or Capricorn, but cancer just reminds us that money, I don't want to say money is energy because that's a little reductive, but money is matched to an energy. It's currency, right? Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. How are you? How the hell are you? Welcome back to another episode of Cosmic RX Radio with me, your girl. I am Maddie Murphy, your cosmic consultant, just here to give you the mystical rundown on all things practical magic, little digestible doses of that to keep you aligned with your highest and hottest self. All right, we have a really fun episode. This is one of our solo cosmic coaching episode. So if you're new here, we have a few different formats going on on Fridays. You get your emotional astro weather report. We talk about all things, pop culture, politics, emotions in the air, energy. What are we doing with it? And then on Mondays, I release an interview with a change maker, or I do a cosmic coaching episode, which is where I break down some of the tools of the Zodiac season, because we use the Zodiac wheel, not just to talk about horoscopes and compatibility and to make like silly memes, but we use the Zodiac wheel as a tool of empowerment to fuel your personal evolution and revolution throughout the year. And every Zodiac sign, every season offers us these amazing gifts to tap into, to go deeper, to find out what's my truth? How can I live more in it? How can I get the hell out of my own way and just thrive, right? Today's episode, we're going to be talking about mindset, RX, your cosmic RX for the mind for cancer season, because we're here, we're in the season of the mystical moonbeam, my sensitive celestial psychics, my cosmic crabs. Hi. Hello, my moonbeams. Happy, happy birthday. Happy solar return season to my natal cancer suns. I'm very excited to get into just, again, some really simple, well, I hope simple, accessible, again, I hope, tools and tips 
of how to cultivate a mindset that's in line with the cancer archetype. Um, We're going to be talking about my tips for cultivating an abundance mindset. It's a huge, huge topic. A lot of people have their hot takes on it. This is the one that works for me and my clients, and I'm very excited to share it with y'all. But before I get into that, let's talk about announcements. Let's check the mailbag, or is it a hotline? It's Cosmic RX hotline, but it's a type form, so I'm kind of mixing my metaphors here. So announcements, we just closed the Cosmic Fit Club enrollment for summer 2021. OMG, I'm obsessed with all the baddies in there. We are having so much fun. Y'all who joined are such a who. It was such a pleasure to connect with you in our new member circle. If you didn't get in, no worries. We believe in divine timing around here, right? We trust that energy. And if you're interested, we're going to be opening the doors again in the fall. But if you're like, hey, Maddie, I just want to give you my money. Like I just wanted to give it to you. Okay. Don't worry, we have plenty of things for you to do just that. I'm going to help you out. This summer, we're going to have some really fun merch being launched. We have our Oracle cards coming out. We have some courses being launched. So you don't worry, okay? That money's not going to burn a hole in your pocket. And then other announcements. I don't know. I'm just excited to get into today's episode. Of course, leave a rating and review. I have to say that. I would lose my podcasting title, a podcaster. I can't be a podcaster if I don't ask you to leave a rotting and review. We have to have the rotting and review, darling. We select one winner every Zodiac season to win a free one-on-one reading with me, yours truly. And yeah, so leave it there. Leave your Instagram Instagram name in the handle. We just picked the winner for Gemini season, so we'll be picking our Cancer season winner in a few weeks. I think that's it. The mailbag. I have a question here that is kind of like, maybe you think I make these questions up because they're so perfect of like, it's like just setting someone up, volleyball, spike at home. This is not a fake question, but Melissa from Houston wrote in and said, how to tap into your divine femininity. That was it. Straight to the point, I like her style, brief and brilliant, as my sister Jackie would say. And it's a big loaded topic. And of course, you know, the divine feminine is, we all carry that within us. We know gender is a spectrum. Um, Gender is honestly a construct too. So this is not just for women or, you know, people born as female to tap into. The divine feminine is an energy. And the reason why we hear so much about it now is because we kind of accidentally or not accidentally really did not focus on the strengths of the divine feminine for just, um, let me check my calendar, just the last like but 2000 years. So now we have this return and we have to, all of us really cultivate and strengthen our divine feminine gifts and respect our own divine feminine energies, the divine feminine energies around us and the earth, mama earth. And so it's like, we're all feeling called to do that as part of just the time that we're in, the paradigm shift that we're in. And, you know, the divine feminine is a big, big, big subject. But luckily, we're entering cancer season and all of the cancer season gifts I'm going to talk about and the coaching tools are really to get you in touch with that DF life because cancer is the sign that's most connected to the divine feminine because cancer is ruled by the moon and the moon is like, she is divine feminine. The sun is really associated with like sacred masculine energy 
And so the moon is receptive, intuitive. The moon is connects, you know, us to those inner parts of ourselves. But basically tune in to all things cancer season. I'll give you my cheat sheet hack. I'm a Virgo, so I love breaking things down into like one, two, three, four, here are your steps. And a lot of what we base the Cosmic Rx on and our cosmic wellness tools, we sort of use this format of like trying to swap out one unhealthy pattern that we kept noticing, me and my business partner, Audrey, we kept noticing in our own lives. And then I was noticing in my clients' lives, I would take these like patterns and kind of like try to synthesize them down. What What's the pattern? What am I seeing here? And what I was seeing in everyone's lives, these certain patterns, especially being in New York City, working with a lot of people who are in like high pressure industries or putting a lot of pressure on themselves. I started like mapping out these certain qualities. And then I realized that each and every one of them had the medicine, the antidote, the RX, if you will, was a principle of the divine feminine. So we're like, great, giddy up, let's do this. We're going to kind of teach everyone we know, my clients, anyone who came to our events in the city at the time, now all of you all, we want to help teach them this new way of being. So we notice that here's how it goes. Our society is built on a system of selling us things and keeping us small and keeping us in a place of self-loathing. So self-loathing, it's just in everything we do. It's its like the air we breathe. We're told that we're not enough. We have to buy something. We have to change something. We have to get a degree. We need to be married or have a house. We just need something outside of ourselves, like at all times. So we look at the opposite of that is self-love. And self-love is the foundation to coming back into your divine feminine. Divine feminine is very nurturing, very compassionate, very aware of self, very understanding that everyone is unique and everyone has their own needs and their own desires and wants in the world. So there's first we're trading self-loathing for self-love. So the more you can work on self-love, that's going to get you really close to your divine femininity. The second is we're going to trade influence for intuition. Again, our society just wants to tell you what to do, where to go, who to be. We can't help it. We feel influenced a lot by even people we love, our family, our peers, our friends. We know it's gotten really out of control because there's a whole industry called influencers. So the opposite of that is cultivating your intuition. The more you can listen to yourself, listen to your heart, trust your inner GPS, listen to what are the yeses in your bodies and the no's, trust yourself. And also, of course, then even in the witchier ways, work with your pendulum, work with your cards, work with crystals, work with divination, dream work. The more you can do that, again, that's very in touch with your inner divine feminine. The divine feminine leads with like the eye that sees, you know, what your other two eyes don't, your third eye. It sees like the unseen realm and it also feels into your body's wisdom and and trusts. And then the last thing we say is, and this all leads into the episode, so it's a little bit of a longer explanation, but it's it's kind of, I'm setting my groundwork here. We also say in the Divine Feminine, we want to lead with pleasure and not pressure. So when we lead with pleasure, we get to move in a much more organic rhythm with the world and we get to enjoy, like put joy back into our lives and we get to also feel good, how you say, feel good while we manifest the things that we want. I mean, 
how so many of us, myself included, have manifested things and then been so stressed out or I wouldn't let myself be happy. I was just kind of focusing on what was going to go wrong or the next thing I had to do or waiting for, you know, myself to, to drop the ball on something. So cultivating pleasure in every way is a fast track to just honoring and embodying your divine feminine, because all of these things, self-love, intuition, pleasure, they create like a triangle, like an arrowhead. And that arrowhead brings you into flow state, baby. The divine feminine is all about flow. Divine feminine is like water versus force. All those things I just talked about were the opposite of all those, you know, self-love, intuition, pleasure. It leads us into a life where we're constantly forcing things. We're trying to make things happen. We're trying to force ourselves into someone else's cookie cutter shape. We're trying to force ourselves to enjoy the job, even though it makes us miserable. We're trying to force our way into making that person who doesn't really like us to like us so that we can have the perfect relationship. It's like we're gripping onto these things. And in that, we're wasting a lot of energy. If you've ever like clenched onto something, it's very tiring And it's also like we're trying to be so in control of what our ego wants and our human mind wants and what we think other people's expectations, like what we should, you know, how we should reflect that. We miss out on all the magic and the mystery that comes with the surrender and the trust of the flow state. And then when you're in your flow state, mm, that's when life gets juicy and weird and wild and mystical. So that's my lead in. That's kind of what like the larger umbrella of all of this divine feminine energy is. But in terms of cancer season and mindset, I want us to think about all of that flow. I want us to think about abundance mindset, how you can cultivate the abundance mindset. And there's a lot of ways to do this. So I'm going to keep it to the point today because I'm trying to make this digestible. So a lot of us were raised in a scarcity mindset and we want to begin to shift that into an abundance mindset. And yes, this has to do with money for sure. Money is a very real thing, but it's also like an abundance mindset is about trusting that everything you need will flow towards you and that There is enough, more than enough to go around. The society we live in is really based upon an inherent lack. And we're kind of taught and brainwashed to think that there's not enough to go around so that we have to be in constant competition with other people. This is where like all systems of oppression come from is that like if someone has something, that means we can't have it. So by doing this work, we're not only giving ourselves an enriched, beautiful, enhanced life, we're also dismantling systems of oppression and we are always here for that. So why do we talk about abundance mindset in cancer season? Cancer is actually the sign that's most associated with money. I know a lot of people think it's like Taurus or Capricorn, but cancer just reminds us that money, I don't want to say money is energy because that's a little reductive, but money is matched to an energy. It's currency, right? Currents of energy, currents, waves, water, energy, cancer. It's like money is energy. Energy is a current, current is currency. But of course, it's not just about energy, like good or bad energy. It's about how much we're open to it. Because there are people with bad energy, very bad people with bad energy, 
who have a lot of money, but it's because they're open to being like, yeah, I deserve this money and I will take it at all costs. We don't want to be like them per se, but opening ourselves up, a lot of us have wounds or blocks or generational trauma around being open to receiving or being safe and secure in our money. Either, you know, we think we don't deserve it or we think that we can't spend it or we think it has to be a struggle to make it and that we think that everything has to be hard. I think a lot of us, you know, especially anyone who has immigrant parents or if your family is doesn't come from like any sort of generational wealth or security, this is a very real like a reality. A lot of us have our parents or grandparents were really just struggling to get by. And I have talked about it before in the podcast, but I have some like hard wiring in me ancestrally of like life has to be hard, like life has to be a struggle. And this has been a big thing that I've had to rework and reprogram. So when I say develop like an abundance mindset, it's not just about money. It's not because money, again, it's kind of made up. It's really important. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want to like take that away from anyone who's like in a bad money position because I've been there. It's like when you don't have money, you're like, it's pretty important. It's pretty important. But money is just a symbol. We made it up as a society to represent an energy exchange. So when we can plug into an abundance mindset, we also like take away any of that like negative power that money holds over us, right? Okay. We want to think about what's the energy, like why do we want that abundance? What do we want right behind that money? What's going to bring it in there? And then we want to like begin to just notice where our mind gets in the way of blocking that energy. So a scarcity mindset, in case you're wondering like, is this me? Do I live in a scarcity or lack mindset? A lot of us get caught up in it. I'll rattle off a few ways that can show up for you. It can show up where you can find yourself afraid to spend money like absolutely terrified, almost like a block around spending any kind of money, especially larger purchases or opposite. You find yourself spending money like the minute it hits your checking account. The minute money comes in, it's out. Like it's burning a hole in your pocket. You can find yourself like being leaky with money. Like you don't even really know where it goes. Don't really know how it's being spent. You're not taking good care of your financial like self-care, not checking your banking accounts, feeling almost like a dread around doing that or paying your bills, judging other people when they have money or judging yourself, like almost feeling uncomfortable, not only when you're broke, but when you have money, like not knowing what to do with it. And secretly, secretly feeling like money is like guilty, like makes you feel guilty or there's something dirty about money. And just probably a big scarcity mindset thing is just feeling uncomfortable with discussing money at all. Okay. Scarcity mindset. It could be really hard to shift that. If again, I want to honor this goes way deeper than this can probably get to in this podcast. When we have that awareness, that's the first step to making a change. So just noticing that a few things that we want to use as an exercise when we're moving out of the scarcity mindset into the abundance mindset, like how do we begin to move into that? How do we begin? I said awareness, the first, first step. Then the next step is just how you talk about money, how you treat abundance and the things around you, how you look at your life. And again, mindset, mindset shifts. Some examples we're going to go over are going to be about like swapping. If you ever say to yourself, like, I'll feel that way when I get that thing. I'll feel that way when I get that perfect apartment or when I get that raise or when I get, it's like even just shifting to like, okay, how could I feel that way now? How could I feel that way now in this moment? 
That's very powerful because you're becoming a vibrational match for that thing that you want to call in, right? As much as you can, swapping emotions, energy and emotion, when we feel an emotion in our body, it's an energy. And if we're holding onto it, we're trapping it there and we're attracting more of that energy. So any like fear or guilt you have around money, noticing where you can deconstruct that story, where you can you know talk about that with someone, get some thoughts out or write a journal on your fear and guilt thoughts. And where can you replace those with like faith and joy? So an example of that is like, if you have fear around spending money, then like, how can you have like faith that like, it'll come back to me. It came to me once. It'll come back to me again in a responsible way. Not that like burn in that hole in that pocket money spending, but just these little shifts. Okay. Also trying to swap, like seeing lack everywhere around you, looking to like see opportunity. Okay. A big thing is like gripping onto money in an unhealthy way, letting it like release it. It's a current of energy, letting it flow back to you. This is part of even like when you spend money on something, you're spending money back into the economy. If you go out to eat, especially this is why we want to like be really mindful of where we spend our dollars, but you're going to like a local restaurant, that money is going into you know your server's pocket, going into the owner's. It's like beautiful. We want to circulate that money. Holding onto it doesn't really help anybody. And probably the big thing is... Uh, lack mentality can show up as any like resistance. The opposite of flow is force, but it's also resistance. Resisting the new, okay? Part of abundance mindset is embracing change because the universe may be trying to reroute you to a new path to have new levels of abundance, maybe new revenue streams, new ways of making income, abundance that doesn't look like money, you know, opportunities, chances. And when we're stuck in the way we think things have to be or how it looks to work hard or what the path we thought we had laid out or this exact number we had in mind, we could miss out on some really mega big mind-blowing abundance, all right? So there's so many things I wanted to get into today, but I'm going to give you just some hot tips here. Those are like bigger shifts we can look at, the reframes. I'm going to give you like a rattling off, like a freaking... I don't know, I'm a late night talk show host, like top ways to embody an abundance mindset. This could be like a clickbait article, but I just wanted to give you some hot tips here, okay? First of all, we have to change our money story. Go back to Gemini season, rewriting your story. The same thing works for money, okay? Being aware of how you talk about money to yourself, to your friends, to your family, saying things like, I'll never be able to afford that, or maintaining some kind of belief that something is like out of your purview, that you're not worth that, or even just saying things casually, I can't do that because I'm broke. No, no, no. We don't say things like that. We don't create negative money (laughs) scripts. We want to be really mindful of the words that we speak around our abundance and money. But of course, we want to be really mindful of the story we're telling ourselves in our minds. Like, why don't I think I'm worthy of that? Why do I think that's too big for me? This was a big thing for me. Like I was always that person. Like I've had to stretch my mind so, 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 so big. I feel like when I was first starting off, I'd be like, okay, especially someone who does, you know, intuitive coaching, helping work. I felt so awkward around charging money for my services. And there is a time where you have to train and you have to practice, you have to pay your dues and just do like energy swaps for people. But when it came time for me to charge money, I was like, like, I'll do a reading for you for like $10, $5, $5. Is that okay? And that was like, just charging any bit of money was such a 
it was so awkward to me to say it out loud. And it was so uncomfortable because I realized that like my money story is that I really enjoy what I do. First of all, like I enjoy at the time I was reading cards on the side while I had another business. And I think I had imposter syndrome for sure, but I also really enjoyed it. It felt like fun to me. And I was like, well, that can't be something I can charge money for because this just feels like fun. Like this is something I would do for free for people. And I also was like, well, I just want to help people. So I don't want to charge them. I had a lot of money stories. I could sit here all day on a marathon podcast with my money stories. And it took me a while, but it was like, you know, I had some mentors and some people kind of give me some good direction and read me the right act a little bit. But like, first of all, you can make money while you're enjoying yourself was the first thing they told me that like, yeah, like it it actually should, it can and it should feel good. So just because you're not like breaking your back working for this money doesn't mean that you don't deserve to charge a rate where you can begin to support yourself. And also the energy exchange principle, like I found that when I raised my rates, I gave people better readings because the energy matched that. If you buy like a $5 pair of flip-flops, you're going to treat them like a $5 pair of flip-flops. Whereas if you, you know, invest in those bougie flip-flops that are like, I don't know, $40, you're going to take better care of them. You're probably going to be like, wow, these feel a lot better on my feet. You're just going to feel more confident in them. It's a really weird flip-flop analogy I'm making. But it's the same thing with like charging rates. And also for any of you who work for yourself or are in a position where you can charge your own rates, prices, there's a lot. It's a bigger podcast episode. But it's really important to remember like even if you do something in 10 minutes, there's like that meme about this. It's like you're not paying me for the 10 minutes that took to do it. You're paying me for the 10 years that I invested to learn how to do that in 10 minutes. These are like big money story changes. There's there's so many directions you can go with it. But just noticing where a story shows up over and over again, journaling on that, doing a brain dump, seeing how you can rewrite it. And the other thing we want to do is this is a really, this was something that really shifted a lot for me. I used to have a lot of blocks around paying my bills, dread. I like hated sending that money out for it. And then I'd be late with my bills, which created more like late fees, which made me more broke. It made me feel really like shameful. Treating your bills as a blessing, okay? View when you pay a bill that you're pouring money back into that infinite cycle. And like, I always say a prayer when I'm spending a bill, like that whoever's getting that money, even if it's like freaking Verizon, I'm like, I just hope this blesses whoever gets this money. And I am open to it coming back to me tenfold. Okay. I love to bless money before I spend it somewhere, especially a local business, a small business. If I'm making a big purchase, I'll say a little prayer, like make things sacred, make things intentional and just trust and know that that money can come back to you. Also, that does bring me to like a side point of that, treating bills as a blessing. I have worked in hospitality in the service industry for a large part of my life. My family has worked in and out of it. My sister still works. She's a sommelier. I work in a town that's very, the industry is very hospitality driven. Tipping is a spiritual practice. If someone is serving you and showing up in service to you, whether it's at a cafe or a restaurant or a bougie like brasserie or just a bartender that you're like known forever and you're just like shooting the shit with them, treat them with respect that they're showing up in service to you. And when you tip well, you're also, you're putting your faith in the universe that like I can take care of people and it'll come back to me, okay? I have heard and seen some very egregious stories from my friends and colleagues of famous people, even some famous like spiritual teachers or like high vibe quote unquote people who like 
didn't tip or barely tipped. Again, energetically, how that much that deflates someone. If anybody here has ever been stiffed on a tip or given like a dollar on like a $200 bill, it literally sucks all the air out of you and you just feel like shit. So if you have the opportunity and the chance to do the opposite of that, I think we've all known those days we get a little bit of an extra of a tip or maybe if you haven't worked in hospitality, you won't relate to this, but you should work in hospitality even just for a month of your life. I think it should be like everyone has to do that, especially in like the US where I feel like we don't really understand, like people don't understand how hard it is to be a server sometimes or bartender, bus girl, all, all the different service jobs. But like getting a good tip, it changes your energy for the day. Cause it's like, wow, someone saw me. Someone saw how hard I'm working. They appreciate me. Even if it's like $10 extra and that $10, you're going to spend it somewhere. So tipping is a spiritual practice. It's part of embodying that abundance mindset. So many tips, but another one I wanted to say is investing in yourself. Truly, this was a hard one for me, but when you invest in yourself, whether it's, you know, to go through a certification, whether it's to, you know, eat a little better, whether it's to work with a coach or go back to school, it doesn't really matter what the thing is. It's not about the status or the prestige, or the recognition or whatever. It's like showing yourself like I'm worth it. I believe in myself. I will put my dollars on me because I am my best investment. I will have the best ROI. I am my number one strategy for success, okay? It's really hard, especially in the beginning. But once you do it, every time I've invested, like it took me forever to invest in a business coach and like just one of those classic, like cheesy testimonials. I literally got the money back that I invested for her, like for the first month. I got it back in like my first two days of using her advice. Rachel Turner, she's going to be on the podcast. I interview her for a change maker episode, but like, it's just the energy. It's, it's just that energy of like showing up for yourself asking for a little bit of help or seeing that you want to expand or up-level yourself, it comes back. Again, it's all back to the energy. Abundance is just energy and things flowing in your direction. And like wherever you're directing that energy, where attention goes, energy flows. So if you're saying, hey, I'm the best investment I'll ever make, then guess what your best investment is going to be? Yourself. A really big thing for embodying an abundance mindset is just being able to receive. Who here is like awful at receiving a compliment or like receiving rest or receiving anything, gifts, having someone, you know, do something nice for you or someone lend you money or we have such a discomfort with receiving. And if you can't receive any of the things I just mentioned from someone, how are you going to receive the big juicy blessings and the fat? checks the universe is trying to send you, right? Like there's been times in my life where I've prayed and prayed for an opportunity and manifested and visualized. And then like the thing will come and I'll catch myself like turning it down or like dismissing it or kind of like pushing it to the side because I'm like, oh no, that's too much for me. I can't do that. Or like I'm trying to manifest extra money. And then it's almost like a company's willing to pay me money, a brand or something. And I'm like trying to like down talk them about it. Or I feel weird charging that much. It's again, I could write a book on my abundance mindset blocks that I've had to work through, but just notice, let yourself receive, practice receiving, very cancer season energy, very divine feminine, practice receiving. You know, another way to cultivate your abundance mindset, treat what you have now with love and respect, okay? That's it. Treat what you own. Even if you have an old jalopy, I love old jalopies, thank it for, you know, 
taking care of you, getting you around where you need to go. Maybe you want to get new clothes, but like think the clothes you have now. They're doing something. They're on your back. They're keeping you from being naked and in public. There's some great mantras, like even for your home. Like I love saying like money loves living here. And like, I love living here. Money loves living here. I talk to my home, like a whole living entity. And again, when I'm paying my bills, I love paying my bills. I say, I love paying my car payment. Like just shifting this, like bringing this love and respect and sacredness into the act of paying bills, but also into the energy of things you already have. It's like gratitude on steroids. It's a very embodied gratitude and an appreciation that a lot of the stuff that you have now was stuff that you prayed or manifested for in the past. That kind of goes along with just being grateful, being present to what you have now. I love to, you know, start my day with gratitude. There's many practices for being grateful, but I would say one of my favorite Cosmic RXs that I invite, nay, challenge you to do is start a group chat. Some of your friends, I think we all have tons of group chats, especially like post-quarantine life. And, you know, sometimes group chats can get kind of weird, weird vibes or like, could get a little gossipy or just complainy energy, especially during quarantine. Or I mean, if you're like my family, it's just TikToks and GIFs all day. Be like, guys, you know what? For a month, let's do a gratitude thing in here. A gratitude challenge. Start every day by just dropping three things you're grateful for in the group chat. And notice what happens to your whole life in that month, how your vibration shifts, how you feel grateful. Trust me, things will flow in your direction. I feel like the universe, when we are in a grateful vibration, we're raising it and we're matching it and we're expanding our container to take more. It's like a little kid. If they have all these toys and they're not grateful for what they have, like, are you super amped and excited to like buy them another toy that's just going to sit in the corner and they're not going to appreciate? Or it's like the energy of like, wow, they love, they were so grateful for that toy. They, they had so much fun with it. They put so much care into it. They lit up from it. So of course, like, yeah, get that, get that freaking kid all the toys they want. Yeah, that's a very, very simplistic metaphor, but truly gratitude raises our vibration. It's also very hard for other things to creep in, resentment, comparison. All that stuff doesn't really cohabitate well with gratitude, all right? So the more we can get in that grateful mindset, the more it's going to help us all around. There's so many more things we can do for abundance mindset. These are just some things I want you to start thinking about, and I want you to think about money, this is really big, is not scarce. There is this like lie in our society that like money is running out or like there's not enough land or there's not enough food. There's so much of everything. There are a few people who are hoarding a lot of that wealth, but there is boundless supply in the universe and you are connected to the infinite supply of the universe. And the more you can latch yourself onto that universal truth and that law and not like the man-made lies and rules and constrictions, it just helps you elevate above a lot of like the fear. You know, I think we saw in the beginning of COVID all the like toilet paper, root chakra issues, like everyone's living in this like scarcity thing, right? But like clearly we had enough toilet paper where we're good. There's so much to go around. And the more you see that and the more you tap into that, it's like the more there is around you. I keep asking if any of you, does any sort of education on like investments or how to get started with investing is something I really want to offer to my Cosmic Fit Club members, a class or a workshop on that, because that's like the next, next level of abundance mindset. But like, and we'll talk about this as we move throughout the year, probably more into Capricorn season, but like, how can you get your money to work for you? How do you build generational wealth? How do you tap into that feeling of money? 
where you're just like trust that's all around you and you can constantly make more of it. <laughs> that's something that I, I just feel like in 2021, 2022 is going to be really important for people to educate themselves on. So if that's what you do for your work or you know someone, hit me up. And I already said it, but I'm going to close on, I'm circling back, abundance mindset, tip bigger, give more, give back, be generous, help others, mutual aid, drop people's, you know, some money in their Venmo, in their PayPal. If there's someone that you love their work on Instagram, go Venmo them $10. Ask them, hey, is there a way I could give you a little tip? If you're out and the person who's waiting on you is giving you bad service because they're in a shitty mood, don't punish them. They probably have so much fucking shit going on. You have no idea. Leave them a 20 and on top of whatever their tip was and just be like, you're doing great. And just give them a smile. All right. This is how we cultivate an abundance mindset because there's so much around you. You can give and you know it's going to come back to you. And it feels good to like circulate that and be part of that high vibrational energy, right, man? It's all energy, man. Okay. So we're thinking differently about abundance. We're thinking differently about money. We're getting out of the comfort zone. We're getting into the cosmic zone where we live, where we are here. I hope this helped. I hope this resonated. You know, these are just podcast episodes where I try to synthesize down like months and months of coaching into like 40 minutes. So I know sometimes it's like might be a lot or all over the place, but even just one morsel, if you take that with you, mm, put it in your pocket, save it for later. I hope it helps you. I hope it serves you in some way. So come find me. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. You can tag me in pics, tag yourself, just like I can leave in a great bomb ass tip uh, at the Cosmic Rx. Come slide into my DMs at I am Maddie Murphy. That is M-A-D-I-M-U-R-P-H-Y. Why? Because I love you. And find me. I respond to all of your DMs. I love hearing from you. And of course, if there's anything, any subjects, topics you want to cover here, let me know. This podcast is for you. It's your RX, baby. I'm just your cosmic consultant writing that prescription for you. So until next time, stay cosmic, continue to slay whatever the day brings you. And let me know how that abundance mindset feels when you try it on. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.